The Murray State Basketball Podcast is brought to you by the Murray Flower Company. If you're in Callaway County and need flowers, the best place to go is the Murray Flower Company. Whether you're celebrating a new arrival, the life of a loved one, or any point in between, the Murray Flower Company has you covered. Visit them on the square in Murray at 403 Maple Street or online at murrayflowercompany.com. Welcome in to the Murray State Basketball Podcast, the ride home edition as the Racers wrap up the non-conference portion of their schedule with a disappointing 83-67 loss at Middle Tennessee State tonight. Disappointing from a standpoint of, look, Middle's a good team. Middle's going to win a bunch of games this year, uh, but just yet again, just a first half to be forgotten. And unfortunately, unlike, you know, the game against Chicago State a week ago, you weren't playing Chicago State at home and able to pull this thing out of the fire. And instead, you know, you're playing a you're playing a good middle team. And to be down, you know, gosh, 18 at the half, uh, that's just it it you just cannot continue to do it. You just can't. And the racers, for whatever reason tonight, you know, it was it was started okay. Started okay. Jamari Smith, alley oop dunk on, on one of the first couple of possessions, you know, dunks it, hangs on the rim. I was like, well, I guess the shoulders are doing all right. And he was very uh, very active in the early going, had six early points. I was like, okay, that's, you know, he has been sort of offensively AWOL for the last couple of games. Good to see him get off to a good start. But it also felt like you look up and they're getting stops, they're getting stops, they're getting stops early, and yet, you know, it's 6-2. You know, it just felt like that was one of those deals where, man, Murray could have gotten to, you know, up 10 very early. If they had just been, you know, okay offensively and really kind of put middle back them into a corner in the early going, but it didn't happen. You know, they were up, but then that, of course, obviously uh, did not last. This is a game, this is one of the classic games of, and, and this, is, this is teams all across the country, is, is, is that this is one of those who wants to be here games. It's the last game before Christmas break. Everybody's going home. And that was the only vibe I was getting watching this thing from the start was their, their give-a-damn level, Murray's give-a-damn level, was pretty low tonight. That was just the vibe that was kind of jumping off the screen. And Steve Prohm and his postgame Presser, he's like, he didn't feel like that was the case. You know, he felt like they got off to a good start. And, but it just felt like as soon as things went sideways at all, man, that was it. They were just off. It was off. (laughs) The train was off the tracks. I thought there was a surprising, um, you know, again, the things that jumped out early. Jacoby Wood had three, you know, three turnovers before the first media timeout. Uh, he was not, he was by no means the main culprit of this, but it was just early. It was just kind of a flurry, and they were just, 
And two of them off the top of my head just fall into that unforced uh, variety. You know, it feels like there's at least one a game where he just kind of dribbles out of bounds or just loses the ball, you know, where it's like unforced turnovers. And in a year, those stand out just in a year where the team just does not turn the ball over. They've been so good at it all year. And that was going to be, we knew coming in, that was going to be a big piece to this puzzle because middle does as good a job as anybody in the country at turning teams over. I mean, they turn you over almost 25% of the time. I mean, that's that's top 15 in the country now. And Murray doesn't turn it over. Well, they got to Murray in a hurry tonight. And that was the part that the racers just, that that was how it just came across was just this is not their, it just, it just all the vibes coming through the screen were, we're just ready to get out of here. And, you know, that, that not only comes back from just careless turnovers, but to have three 10-second calls, three backcourt violations in one game, two of them on back-to-back possessions, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. I surely don't know that I've seen two on back-to-back possessions. I absolutely don't remember a team ever getting three in a, in a game. It was just mind-blowing of just, you know, and I, middle's middle's length really caused problems tonight. Middle's length really uh, caused it. It it pushed Murray into discomfort on the floor, and you know they pressed, and it wasn't necessarily an aggressive press, but it was it was a you know where where. <laughs> It was aggressive in the sense that it just seems like they're everywhere. You know, it looked like they were running some version of a 2-2-1, a 2-1-2, a 1-2-1-1, run the diamond. You know, it was like, but it was just, there's just lots of bodies and lots of arms and long, that it was just making it difficult for Murray to get up the floor. It wasn't one of those attack presses where you're having to break, you know, break traps and double teams and figure that out. All season long, Murray State has handled pressure quite 98% of the time with ease. And that was the part tonight that was just so stunning was that they just could not. They're either just turning it over. You're getting backcourt violations. It was just, it was, it was, or 10 second violations. It was just, again, it was like, you're looking at it and I'm like, I don't know that this team for a team that for 10 games this season, 11 games, has been so good against the press, tonight they roll out there like they'd never seen a press before in their life. And it was just, again, you're watching it and you're like, I don't know what I'm seeing. This is not the team that we have seen so much this season. Middle, as a team, as we talked about coming in, they don't shoot the three well, 30% as a team for the season. Well, tonight they go 36%. Not huge. I feel like a lot of those late were, I think they were 7 for 15 at one point. So I think they went 1 for 7 to close the game. And some of those early in the, early in the game, they come off offensive rebounds 
where they're just backbreaking. You know, Murray guards for 30 seconds. They look like they've got to stop. Ball gets tipped out. Dude hits a three. And you're like, uh, you know, again, those threes are almost worth five because they just absolutely, they just break your back. This team, one of the worst, uh, one of the <laughs> one of the worst three point shooting teams. We talked about they're not good at the, at the free throw line. They go eleven to fourteen. Uh, they were about a fifty percent, fifty percent from the from two this year. Forty nine percent from two. Uh, Murray, no, let me take that back. Murray allows forty nine percent from two this year and tonight they were 24 of 35 which is about 60 60 uh about pushing 70 percent i mean that's just and that was the reason the press was so impactful because middle couldn't not score they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring and when you are having to take the ball out of the net repeatedly it's hard to break the press when they're always pressing you know and you saw at the beginning of the second half they got a couple stops did murray you're down 18 you come out and they go on that quick that quick run to get it to single digits it's because they were getting stops and you're able to get the rebound and you're able to get out and transition and get some easy layups as we saw dj burn score a couple times real fast uh, that did not. That just didn't happen in the first half. Forty-four points did Slew have in the first half. That tied uh, for the highest uh, number of first-half points given up this year. Slew was the other one, uh, also with forty-four. So Slew and Middle both with forty-four in the half. I was really coaching. Technical fouls are always interesting things because I feel like there's always more to it. Potentially, you know, they can be used as as motivators. Um, you know, sometimes it's I'm, I'm working the officials, I'm playing the long game. You know, I'm fighting for my guys. You know, I I and sometimes they're just they're unnecessary, you know, type of thing. And I thought tonight, I thought the part that I I give Steve Prome every benefit of the doubt when it comes to technical fouls because of his general demeanor on the court he is hardly a you know a a ranter and a raver uh i think he's a little more demonstrative now than in his first tenure but at the same time he is he is generally so calm on the sidelines and but i mean he lost his mind there for a second he lost his mind when he you know he thought a a middle player should have been called for an offensive foul on a push-off and it was not and he said on post-game radio with neil and kenny you know that he that was his fault and he lost his composure and he you know apologized to the officials but it was like the fifth time in the game that you know he had been telling the refs to watch it watch it watch it watch it and they didn't call it and in that moment he blew his top and but i also thought you know the team had gotten off to a good start things have maybe slid away a little bit and while this wasn't necessarily his normal mo i thought well maybe this will get the guy's attention a little bit and hey i'm fighting for you know he's fighting for us let's go that did not that did not happen at all and then really to then you know a few minutes later for jamari smith to get a technical on a play where which i just i still didn't understand he went up for a shot if my memory serves he went up for a shot got it blocked got it back 
and then as he was going up again, got fouled, and and I guess it was the frustration of getting his shot blocked, but then he, you know, he he slams the ball down and gets technical. And it was just like it was such a it was such an out of character moment for for a lot of guys. Uh, you know, we've seen it with Steve, we've seen it with Jamari. I think it was I don't even know who ended up getting. I think it was um, it was DJ Burns got the technical at the end of the first half when he was down trying to defend Rob Perry, who got tangled up uh, at that little scrum at the end of the first half. But I was like, you get three technicals called in a game. It was it just frustration, lack of composure, whatever. It would that whole that whole part of the package was just completely out of character from what we've seen from this team, you know, historically, but certainly uh this year. It was just it was really just surprising. We talked after the Texas AM game that the ceiling you had to recalibrate the ceiling of this team because we had now seen the team play at this level. How well they played. And it's like, okay, there's the new ceiling. Now we have a new bar to go reach. Can it be reached? Can they push that ceiling even higher? And I think now as as we as we push almost a month past that game, I think the 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 disappointment of that is that the team has not reached that level again. And I think in a lot of ways, it's almost more of a, it's coming off like it was a, it was a lightning in a bottle day. Maybe rather than a, this is how good we are. And they show glimpses. You see glimpses. First three, four minutes coming out of the locker room. You're like, yes, this is this is us. Here we go. Yeah, it's down to nine, and then you look back up, and it's it's nineteen, and it just it just gets away. Uh, that that has been sort of the disappointment for me, uh, in just in not being able to get that consistent everybody everybody going, you know, at the same at the same level uh, that you saw playing so well there, and you know, I guess you could say maybe against Tulsa. In that third place game on the, on the third day, uh, they played really well. But since then, it's just been a grind. It's just been a grind, and it's just it, it, it's been. I'm not a. Um, I, I'm not a knee jerk. I don't think I've ever been. I, I'm not a knee jerk. One win, one loss. You know, you're gonna. You're, you're the best in the world. You're the worst in the world. I, I don't feel that way. I think this has just been a kind of a month-long thing. And I know it's been a, it's been a frustration internally of just trying to get everybody pulling in the same direction. And that just has not, it just has not happened consistently. Get it in bursts. Get it in spurts. But consistently to be able to do that. I thought Brian Moore was a great little spark plug off the bench in the second half. You know, for him to be able to come in and play 16 minutes and get 10 points and get to the line and go six for six, I was like, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty big. You know, because he was almost you know, there've been points. Prome had been all but playing six. You know, and he was he who had been in the seven man rotation and kind of been squeezed out. 
But I think you saw that, and again, it was it was a, bl- a brief blip, but boy, they ran that 2-2-1 press and got some turnovers real quick again. And it was actually with Brian and, and Rob Perry on the front lines instead of Quincy Anderson, but Brian Moore is the quickest guard they have. And I mean, I just think, I mean, I... I know there's a method to the madness. I would just, I would love to see some more, some more press in times other than when you're down, and just wreak some havoc on some teams. Because again, they're not exceptionally big, those guys, but they are so quick. They can cause some problems, and we have seen it be successful this year uh, at points when they have run it out there. And it wasn't much tonight when they did. You know, it was pretty good, but ultimately it was, you know, there there was no <laughs> there was no magic comeback like Bellarmine, uh, you know, to be able to get as close as they did. Uh, this one was kind of made it halfway up the hill before things, you know, slid back down. Steve said after the game, he's like, look, you know, overall, you know, he said he's not worried about the record this year. You know, they're just trying to build the program, and I, I completely understand and completely empathize. You know, he's like, really, tonight was one of the great disappointments of the year so far for him. You know, aside from, you know, he's like, it was the middle game, the Bellarmine game. He's like, he kind of, you know, St. Louis, yes, but it's the first game of the year and it's, you know, it's a, that's a bye game. You know, you're, you're supposed to go up there and get beat. But he's like, other than that, you know, he feels, he feels pretty good. And, you know, but now it is, it's time to turn the page now. And it's into Valley time. And it's, as he said perfectly, it's, it's two games a week for nine weeks. And it starts next Thursday with Southern Illinois. For all that, you know, for all that didn't go right tonight, the Racers are 2-0 in the Missouri Valley and one of three teams on top of the pack. And they will try to stay that way coming up next Thursday. We will certainly have plenty of time to, to get ready for the Racers and the Salukis. You know, this was um, it's just, gosh, just looking at the defense again. The turnovers. 17 was the season high against Texas A&M, ironically, where they get their biggest win of the year, but they turn it over 17 times. Well, they got their 18th turnover with 12 and a half minutes to go. I mean, it was just such a flurry early in the game. You just, you couldn't, you couldn't get out of the way, could get out of your own way. I mean, they only, you look, they only turned it over one time in the last 12 minutes of the game. You're like, well, that's pretty good. The problem was you turn it over 18 times, you know, in the first 28 minutes. It's just it's just too much to too much to go. Racer shot fifty one percent. I think it's only the third time in the last five or six years that they've shot better than fifty percent and still lost. Uh, doesn't happen frequently, but it happened. And again, middle just a team that doesn't shoot the ball well, and then they come out and shoot fifty six percent tonight. Uh, just a it was the defensive disappointment. And Steve Steve said after the game, he's like, you can't win on the road giving up eighty points. And, you know, my quick math, because I thought they were well on their way to 90, and they kind of they couldn't find, find the basket in the final minutes. But, you know, Steve coached 133 games in his first tenure in Murray. And he gave up eight, at least 80 points 11 times in those 133 games in regulation, 11. And in 11 games this year, it's already happened twice. And uh, that is, that's the thing. You just can't, you can't, can't, can't win. You can't win giving up 83. 
especially on the road, especially uh, against a good team. But seven and five is where they sit. Two and zero in the Missouri Valley. Everybody's heading home for the holidays. Said they will be back on Monday the twenty sixth to get back to work. Two practices the twenty seventh. Two practices the twenty eighth, and then it's SIU rolling in on the twenty ninth as the Racers will try to stay uh, unbeaten uh, in the Missouri Valley. All right. Certainly not the way anybody was hoping to uh, head into the holiday break, but uh, Middle Tennessee, 83-67 winners over the racers. We will, uh, not sure if we'll be back before Christmas. We will We will certainly, uh, we'll try, but we'll keep you posted on that. But uh, if we don't speak before then, hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all of that good stuff. Uh, be safe with the weather coming in here uh, in the next couple of days, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. As always, thanks for listening to the Murray State Basketball Podcast. Check us out, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you find us. We will talk to you soon.